We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast presented by Yahoo Week 8 Edition. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, screening Kirk D's here with my boy, the head honcho over at Occupy Fantasy, Brian Jester, uh, back to break down the slate. What's going on, my man? How you doing? What's up, Chris, man? Good to be back. Glad to be talking to you. Week 8. Uh, it's been some interesting weeks lately, but, uh, you know, I feel like we've been on the right side of things in in our breakdown. So I'm uh, looking forward to talking some more with you. Yep. Yep. Uh, I did pretty well last week. Uh, got lucky as we told you pre-show I had, uh, Robbie Anderson and Jacoby Myers, but still beat everybody for the main lineup. Um, luckily, uh, nobody else thought it was a good idea to play, uh, Damian Harris. Um, and, uh, I faded Henderson and the Rams D for and decided to play Cooper Cup with Stafford. Basically, my thought process was that um, I thought fading St- Stafford was a mistake. And I just I kind of bought into the narrative of the the golf revenge. I thought it was going to be a passing game. And man, that game was crazy, man. Right off the bat, what when Detroit was no joke, just pulling out every every trick play in the book. Uh, onside kicks. I mean, that thing was just nuts. Dude, it was um, wild. I, and I, yeah. had, I, had, I had Rams in my survivor, my big survivor pool, and I was like, "What? I can't believe Detroit's actually sweat, pulling out all these." Yeah. <laughs> so good yeah. move on. Uh, good move on Stafford and Cup. Uh, that certainly worked out. 
Yep. Um, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna tear. We're gonna get even better this week. Both of us are gonna have big weeks. Smell a monster week for DraftKings FanDuel coming your way. Um, man, it's just crazy these showdown slates too. Just uh, you know, one crazy little play at the end and just last 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 night last night had a solo winner right on Yahoo. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. What was the last play too? Oh, it, it oh, was the uh, interception. Uh, yeah, the interception that messed me up too. That definitely cost me. Um, yeah, I was a little bit tilted about that. But I was also tilting NBA at the same. Just it gets to be too much right now. All right, but we're back. We're gonna break it down. We're gonna do a little housekeeping real quick for those of you who don't know. This is a Yahoo centered show. Um, if you aren't playing on Yahoo, you should be playing on Yahoo. We preach it every week. Um, they're lower rake, uh, always overlay to be found. Um, so. Get over there and play. New this year, they added the single-game NFL um, for NFL slates, Monday, Thursday, Sunday night games. They have their notorious $1 million baller, which is $20 this week with 200 k of guaranteed overlay. So if you click the management – if you click on the tournament and just see where it says man- management fee, it says minus 25%. That is correct. Yahoo is just giving away 25% of the prize pool, which is just nuts. Uh, every week I keep thinking it's going to end, but it's there. Um, people are gravitating. Everyone's coming over playing. So get in there. Um, use uh, promo code grinders25 for a free $25 bonus on your first deposit. Um, if you haven't signed up yet with them and uh, come play with us. So um, that's about that. Uh, week eight is it. You know, going through this one, it's again, I have that uncomfortable feeling. I think there's like some some plays that are, you know, definitely that I like a lot. But, you know, not not every position has a lot of a lot of question marks for me so far going through it. So I didn't feel really confident with my build. But what stands out, you know, we've got 12 games this week. Um, We only have two games with 50 or over totals, and that's the Titans at the Colts. Colts are favored by three and a half with a 51 point total bucks at the saints uh, uh, bucks are minus four and a half points, 50 and a half point total. And then you got a couple right there. You got the pets uh, head into the chargers where the Chargers are four and a half point favorites with a 49 and a half point total. Got Miami at the bills. We get Josh Allen back on us on a main slate um, for with a 49 point total um, eight teams with, uh, team totals of 25 or more, but, you know, as to be expected, you know, every week we've so far, we've always had like a like a 52, a 57 point total, bunch of different fifties. Uh, so it makes sense that I'm kind of struggling because we don't have any clear cut games really. Um, is that kind of what you see? Yeah. I mean, last week we had Kansas city and Tennessee, which ended up busting anyways, but yeah. it, was, it was very clear. And then when you have the highest total game this week with Tennessee and Indianapolis and the most desirable fantasy options are the running backs and Derek Henry and Jonathan Taylor, it doesn't make for the best stacking environment. So yeah, it's certainly an interesting week. And uh, I think a couple of games stick out kind of similar to what we saw last week. You and I were both on the Miami and Atlanta game. We mentioned a lot of value in that game. We could see that shooting out. I think there are a couple of games like that this week that we'll have to rely on where we can't just uh, can't just look at the games with the highest totals. Yeah. So I, the first, you know, part of my process each week, uh, uh, I do read, I go over to establish the run and I lead, I read the, uh, the Thorman pace article, which I like. Um, and then I look at Derek Cardi's game level factors at the blitz to see who's going to average the most plays. So some of the games that, 
were highlighted from a play volume standpoint was Panthers at the Falcons. And that's certainly a game that I, I just was immediately kind of gravitating towards. Um, I, I just, this, this Falcons offense is just getting a little bit better, a little bit better each week, right? Like Matt Ryan's looking a little bit better. They're passing more, they're running more plays. Um, and Carolina has everyone, you know, has their defense has been great, but they've had some cupcake matchups in there. And, uh, you know, it's kind of fallen apart a little bit as, as we've gone over these last few weeks. So I'm not really scared about that. The thing I'm scared about is the quarterback situation. Like, yeah, I mean, Jesus, Sam Darnold just looked so bad last week and then he got benched. Um, and what's, what was the backup's name? Um, uh, PJ Walker from the XFL. Yeah. P from the XFL. Yeah. Sweating those XFL, <laughs> um, times. I remember that too well too. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, he was just horrendous. So, it, you know, basically I got so lucky to, to be all in on, uh, Robbie Anderson last week and it didn't matter, which drove me nuts. Cause, and I actually felt bad for the guy. He was getting target after target and, uh, just, they were just terrible tar like there was just no chance of him catching anything the first one he he made a drop like one in the very beginning of the game which was a bad bad sign as well but um i i did feel really bad for him because darnold was just horrendous um he he had nine targets and got me 2.9 fantasy points so that's he's averaging like one point per target this year it's kind of crazy he had 11 the week before and had 11 yards and a touchdown it's uh, you know, I, my, my bankroll is being drained from playing Robbie every week. But that, that you're right. That's the big question this week is, is Sam Darnold because, you know, it's not like P.J. Walker was was great in, in relief. So that's at least some confidence. He that was terrible. Like he like he was he was showing like his his running skills a little bit. But, man, I mean, that was such a decline from a passing standpoint. And that's saying something because Darnold was so bad. So I, I hope he gets it together and they don't bench him and, you know, or, and he confidence isn't an issue and all that so that's kind of the leap of faith for that game right like we're both scared of that um the other game he had up in pace was miami and buffalo um which makes sense miami um had um when games are close has been passing at the third highest rate um i'm not sure how close this one's going to be but miami's offense looked a little bit better you know two is playing a little bit better um buffalo keeps their foot on the gas um typically you know we'll keep passing so and I, I always I'm a Josh Allen stand, so I like that. Um, and then uh, a game that I'm kind of interested, just because of the the variance and which way it could go, is the Cincy at the Jets, right? Like I want to target people against the Jets, uh, and that's why I played here. Like once I saw Ramondre was out, I was like, okay, I'm jamming in Harris, um, and nobody else did. And uh, it didn't, you know, he didn't get the total usage that I wanted. Like I said, he should he should have scored 40 fantasy points and it they just kept playing Bolden. But however, I mean Joe Mixon is certainly a guy that could run that scenario again this week. But the the Bengals passing game is picking up the the pace here. They're starting to let Burrow throw more and more and more. They're not really, you know, they were they were kind of easing him in. Um and I think he's kind of up to full speed now. And man, Jamar Chase just looks amazing. So they have that game could go either way. So I want to play that game. I want to play that game and there's definitely two ways to play it with Joe Mixon or the, uh, the passing side. So that's a game that I, that I'm interested in. Um, all right. So what we do, uh, uh, top values at the quarterback running back wide receiver, tight end positions. Um, we're going to give you our, uh, top value plays and our main preferred plays and, uh, go from there some stacks along the way. 
Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off or, or talk too much, which I typically always do. But uh, any other games that stand out to you kind of? No, the 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 Atlanta Carolina game was the one I had circled, and that was the one game I think that was very similar to Atlanta Miami last week. Uh, you know, the the common denominator being Atlanta, and like you said, Atlanta's playing better on offense, and their defense is especially vulnerable through the through the air, which is what we like from a stacking environment. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of that game, and I think it's uh, it provides some cheaper options. And as you'll see when we get to the wide receiver section, one receiver in particular is extremely underpriced. Yep. And uh, plus we're in the dome. You got to like dome, especially as the winter is coming in full, full effect over here. That's, you know, the wind and it's getting cold here in new England and the wind is just going crazy. Um, so weather is starting to be an issue now, but all right. Um, all right. I started off. I, you know, we're, we're both on the same page, obviously we, you know, which we have been quite a lot. Um, but uh, I, my first top value play written down was Matt Ryan. Ding, ding, ding. I'm sure you've got him there too. Um, he's 24 bucks. He's throwing down the field more. He's averaging 300 plus yards and just about two and a half t, uh, TDs over his last five games. He's PF Pro Football Focus's number one passing grade over the last three weeks. So he's definitely trending up doesn't bring you any rushing upside which we typically like so there is opportunity cost for you know looking at him versus a guy like Josh Allen but this is a game that could shoot out he's only 24 bucks could really help our lineup construction um you know play some of the higher price running backs with him um because that we do have a lot of higher price running backs this week um which is going to be tough to get to them um so that was my thought there. The other value I wrote down was Ryan Tannehill. Um, I actually even considered playing naked Tannehill last week. I was toying around with that. I didn't end up doing it, but he did have a, a rushing touchdown. Um, he has one in back-to-back games now. He's only 26 bucks. Uh, the Colts are first in DBOA versus the run, 20th versus the pass. Now, however, uh, Derrick Henry is well, they won't be uh, DVOA number one uh, after this next week with Derrick Henry, probably. But um, still, their 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 weapons are getting healthier. AJ Brown looked amazing last week against the Chiefs, right? He's reasonably priced here today. We'll probably both got him written down, hint hint, uh, in the wide receiver section. Um, but that would be my other guy. And then I just also said, yeah, maybe Tua because I missed out on him last week, but. Um, those were my three values. Um, what about you? Yeah, so I had Matt Ryan as my number one value for this week. Uh, I think we agree on all the same points. Uh, I had Teddy Bridgewater as my number two value. Uh, the one issue there is obviously he's a little banged up, and uh, there's potential for benching there, kind of in the same Sam Darnold mold, but this time for for injury. Uh, but he is getting Jerry Judy back and facing Washington's defense, and he's far too cheap given the matchup. So I, I like him there. And then a couple of the guys you mentioned, Tua, Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Mac Jones. If you look at like raw projections, Geno Smith is going to pop too, yeah, but there's not, no, there's nothing you can do to, to make. Me I mean, there. like if there's ever going to be a Geno week against the Jags, maybe, but man, I, I can't play that guy. There's just no way. I mean, and it's a team that just loves to run and they want to hide him in, in any way they can. Um, so. Right. If they, if they were, if they were content with passing the ball and he's, and he sucked, that'd be fine, but they're, they don't even want him to pass the ball. So we're not going to play him in fantasy. So I'm ignoring that. There's a bunch of values. But to me, you mentioned your boy, Josh Allen. This seems like a Josh Allen week for you because none of the values stand out that much and none really have that rushing ability that we're looking for. Whereas you could pay up for Hertz or Allen, 
but Allen, I think, is just a clear cut, clear cut number one, and uh, I feel like you can make it work. Yeah, um, so that's we go right to the the main preferred plays. I wrote down uh, I had Jalen Hurts number one only because of price at thirty three, but I did put like an asterisk next to him because I'm I'm scared. There's a lot to be scared about. There's a talk now about Gardner Minshew potentially getting in if uh, if he doesn't play. Well, did you hear like rumblings about that? I saw something about that, but I don't yeah. know how. I, I don't believe that is. Either. But I mean, um, Hurts is, is bailing us out a lot. He his most of he's leads the league in fourth quarter fantasy scoring. We're getting all these garbage touchdowns, and I mean, there's a week where he's going to score like seven points. I don't know when it's going to happen. It's probably not against Detroit, but that's always in the back of my mind when I, when I see uh, their offense run. Yeah, he's he's the garbage time hero. Um, so, but overall, he's he's a QB three overall in the season. Um, Detroit is 27th in DOA um, versus the pass. Uh, and uh 21st versus the run um so it's a it's a good matchup for all of them but a little bit better in the passing games um does have 50 plus rushing yards per game um yeah i mean so i i like hurts only because of the price but i i like him too with the pairing just because Devonte smith has to come through one of these you know these games he is the number one wide receiver um, we'll get to that, but I like that pairing, you know, it's cheap. You, you can do a lot with those lineups. Um, however, it, you know, it doesn't give you that nice cozy feeling that Josh Allen gives you, like you said. So Josh Allen coming off a bye, loves to pass dolphins, allowing a ridiculous 311 passing yards per game. Um, they are 26 in DVOA versus the pass. 28th DVP versus the QB, 30th DVP versus the wide receiver. I know these stacks aren't the most predict stats aren't the most predictive, but however, it certainly looks like a good passing situation for him. Um, uh, Dawson Knox is out, kind of like just helps our usage a little bit better for the you know we know it's probably going to be Diggs and um, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, so, and and they just never running the ball that much right so it's 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 if it there's going to be a lot of rushing it's josh allen who gives you that huge 60 yard touchdown rushing ability you know one one play you know so josh allen definitely if i can get to him he's going to be the guy if i can't get to him it's probably going to be jalen hurts and i'm going to be a little bit scared i did write down two other guys uh joe burrow at 30 just because i want to play this offense and i want to play it both ways so it's going to be tough for my main lineup but especially for in the baller i'm going to have a lot of exposure to Mixon, and i'm going to have a lot of exposure to joe burrow and all three of those passing weapons of his um and then tom brady right like i just don't play enough tom brady every week it's just just every week he just keeps throwing four touchdowns and we just keep saying oh yeah he's a little expensive he doesn't run i don't know if we can play him and then each week he just keeps he keeps throwing more and more touchdowns it's ridiculous. And he, and he looks good and uh, he gets Gronk back still doesn't have Antonio Brown this week, but he gets Gronk back and uh tough matchup against the saints. But um, you know, saints used, people used to call uh, new Orleans, the, the course field of NFL, you know, it is in the dome. This could be, uh, I mean, he's going to light it up like he usually does. So in my yeah. opinion, so I mean, that's, he's a great, that's, he's a, he's a great tournament play. I think those are all my write downs. I wrote nobody else down. Anyone you got? No, I think so. For me, the games I'm targeting from a game stacking perspective are that Atlanta game. And so, if you're playing the ball or if you're playing, uh, you know, 150 max or 20 max, 
I think you have to have some exposure to Sam Darnold too, because I really like uh, the two receivers. I know, you know, you have to vomit to play Robbie Anderson, but I like him again this week. He's too cheap. DJ Moore. So if you like both receivers, why not pair him with the quarterback? So uh, Darnold, Justin Herbert, I like as well. That game totals up there at uh, at 50 and, uh, you know, he should be passing a lot as well. So he's up there. I don't know if I can play the other side of the Hurts game. The Philadelphia Detroit total is up 49, up to 49. And uh, I don't know if I could play Jared Goff. But I mean, I, we could, get the- I could play a little. He's cheap. You plus you just pair him with like you can even just pair him with Swift even. True. Or you can pair um, him with the discount Cooper Cup, uh, Khalif Raymond, right? Yeah, Khalif, I guess, right? Like that's, I mean, man, watch him smash and us. We're just going mean, to look so stupid for like laughing at that. Um, yeah, but that's all I got. The, the, uh, honestly, it's, um, you know, get up to Hertz or Allen in the main lineup if you can. Ryan is, I think, is the easiest value and the safest value. And then I like targeting that game and a couple of those other high total games for my tournament lineups. Yep. Um, and uh, the Pats, you know, are, are missing Jonathan Jones, their, their secondary. So I like that Herbert call. Um, I didn't write it down, but, um, you know, we saw what they, they just couldn't. Once Jones went down in the game against Dallas, he just, they just couldn't stop CeeDee Lamb. Um, it seems like this could be a week maybe Keenan Allen eats. Um, Mike Williams is getting healthier again. So, um, you know, they, they can do it from every, every angle with Eckler. Um, through the pass with Williams, with Allen. So, um, yeah, I, I need to write that down a little more, Herb, make sure I get enough Herbert this week. Thank yes. you. All right, let's let's uh, let's move it on over to um, wide receivers to pair with our QBs. Um, man, top values. I mean, I, I didn't write down Robbie Anderson. You, I'm sure you did. And and I just – because I, I can't tout him at this point, you know, after what he did to me last week. <laughs> I actually refuse to write him down. I put him in my tournaments, my tournament section. That way uh, any blame is absolved if he doesn't do any well because we say it's for tournaments, right? So yeah. he's, a, he's by target volume, he is a value, but it's hard to play him given the efficiency right now. So I, I agree with you. But, man, I mean, it, it, he can't be this bad. It's the And Sam Darnold can't be this bad forever. And – it's just I mean, he, it's like he's going to erupt for like a big touchdown. He has to. Like, he will. Soon. I mean, he had a big, uh, big year last year. He had connection with Sam Darnold before with, with New York. So like a two game sample is, is is tough to look at. But again, this is the these are the type of of plays that win tournaments if you can stomach it. And then I wrote down the same. It's the same the same spiel every week. Jacoby <laughs> Myers is ten bucks, right? <laughs> yep. What, what 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 did I what did I dig up for him? Well, it's a tough matchup. Um, but he is on pace for 100 catches this season. I'm not going to go into the yardage or touchdowns on what he's on pace for. Um, but uh, Chargers do give up a bunch in the run and uh, also a bunch in the short passing game, and that's kind of right up his alley. So, um, man, it I I get so mad anytime that I you know as a Pats fan I, I watch all the New England games, but I get so mad that anytime that they target. Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, like just leave him alone. Although he got the touchdown off of the the crazy um, Kendrick Bourne threw it last week, which was crazy. You know the trick plays, but um, man, just just even if just use Jacoby short. Like, and I was mad at the Pats for not getting Jacoby. Like they could have given it, like got him a touchdown last week, just by choice because they could have done anything they wanted uh, when they got they had so many goal line opportunities around around the goal line within the 10 that they could have just you know they tried once and he got a pi call but um like i just get the man a touchdown and, and his dad Please. was there filming every every like goal line area 
uh, on his camera. Um, and I, I felt bad. Let's get the my get, guy a touchdown. Give give us something back for playing him every week. <laughs> Please. Um, uh, okay, the other two guys I like. Um, I like Devontae Smith just because he pairs. He's logically pairs. Although I do like uh, Quez too. Um, with the big play guy Watkins. Um, but uh, Hertz hasn't been great, which is, you know, shows why it's just, there's a lot of variance in playing Devonte Smith, but he is 12th in air yards, um, fifth in air yards percentage. Um, and so like it's there, all the signs are there. He is the wide receiver one. It just like Hertz has not been good, has not been hitting him. But uh, this is certainly a matchup that, they could get things right. So I, I'm definitely going to have a bunch of him. And then I wrote down Brandon cooks again, although I'm like, I was kind of hoping that Tyrod would be back. Um, but I guess that was wishful thinking that he's not going to be back this weekend. Yeah. But even so, I mean, even with the target volume, obviously we would prefer Tyrod, but again, yeah. he's still too cheap at, at his price. So I, I agree with you. I wrote down cooks. I wrote down Jacoby Myers, um, Devonta Smith, uh, DJ Moore. Once again, he's back to that $23 price tag. So yep. uh, I, I'm back to playing him again pretty heavily. Calvin Ridley is another guy in the same vein of he's been getting targets and we know he's good, but he hasn't converted them as much recently. But I still think he's too cheap. And if we like that game, he's a logical play with them. And then um, uh, Higgins and Boyd, your, your guy Boyd is, is definitely too cheap this week at 12 bucks. And Higgins saw a million targets last week. So if you're targeting that game, I think those two guys are, are cheaper pivots off of Jamar Chase. Um, those are the main values I had. I did have a Monroe St. Brown for Detroit. He's min price. Uh, hmm. if you're deciding to play that game. So, yep. Uh, I did have, so I put DJ Moore in my preferred plays with Calvin Ridley. Um, yep. I was, it's kind of a gray area. They're great values too, as well. I mean, so DJ Moore is 23 bucks. So this is the game we're both kind of eyeing. We both like, uh, Atlanta 30th DVOA versus the path. Um, he's fifth in target share percentage at about 28 or just about 29 percent so that you know he just needs a more competent quarterback but uh double digit targets in five of his last six that's where they're going to go when they're going to be you want to pass against atlanta they're going to going to target dj Moore, you know a ton robbie anderson you know maybe uh will break out and get his game too but dj Moore is certainly the clear number one play um calvin ridley again we both agree on this one uh other other side of the game uh 27 target share eighth in the league a big game is coming he just hasn't hasn't it's been been a struggle with him but the price for the upside like we know what this guy's capable of and if they keep lowering this price eventually he's gonna pop and uh we're gonna get him at a much cheaper price and it's it's gonna wreck a lot of lineups out there who don't have them so i'm i'm there with that aj brown i love um so the Colts have allowed the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. This is in the dome. They are very good at stopping the run. I know Henry is going to get fed and get his, but this just makes a lot of sense for Tannehill to open up a little bit in passing. He's healthy now. He's gotten, he's cleared out his system, right? He's good for a while going forward uh, from uh, after that Chipotle debacle. Um <laughs> 33% target share over the last three. I mean, it's, it's really when they pass, it's, it's him. It's it, they're going to AJ Brown and uh, 24 bucks seems too cheap for me, especially with this game with the, the highest total on the week. Um, and, you know, people like to play Derrick Henry. So obviously people, most people 
who are at least smart about their lineups won't be playing uh, Henry and AJ Brown together. So it's kind of uh, one way or the other. And then we've got, I wrote down Diggs because you want someone to pair with Josh Allen. And then I wrote down Cooper cup because he's the greatest wide receiver that has ever played the game. Uh, man, dude, it's, it's, it's actually mind blowing, right? I, I, you know, I, I do a Tuesday show uh, on YouTube, uh, just kind of reviewing my week's uh, uh, lineups and any new things we're seeing in NFL DFS. And like, it was existential crisis mode, like talking about Cooper cup and how he just continues to chalk every week and is on pace to, you know, just, just downright Madden numbers that he's, that he's putting up. So again, if he's if they're going to keep throwing him the ball, no one's going to keep guarding him. They're going to keep giving him good looks around the goal line. Like you have to keep playing this guy. So he's another, I agree with you, main, main lineup. Um, but yeah, the guys I wrote down, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, T. Higgins, I still like um, at that price, uh, Jacoby Myers. So, yeah, I think we're all on the same page as far as main plays go. Where it gets interesting uh, is the tournament options. Do you think a lot of people will play Jamar Chase? I mean, they should. should let me, let me, what's his, what's his price this week? He's, he's, he's definitely gotten up there compared to what he's been, but he is now, um, he's 31, 31 bucks. Yeah, he's he's not going to get a ton of play. I don't think. I think he'll. I mean, he'll be sub ten percent. I would bet. I mean, you know, he might he might catch anywhere from five to ten percent. I would think. I mean, it's he's electric as can be. Everyone's talking about him. He's you know absolutely has a monster ceiling. Has room for more too. I mean, it's like anytime the guy. I mean that that touchdown he had last week was so sick. Like that move that he did. Yeah, and it's the Jets. It's like this is like a cupcake matchup. So no, I, I don't think he's going to get enough play, um, but he probably should. Yeah, so I think he's one of the probably the best tournament option if you if you factor that in. Um, and then I think we have to talk about with Antonio Brown out once again, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, who are just both twenty five dollars once again, and they're another high total game on a team that is going to keep passing to the final whistle. So I think we have to consider them as well for tournaments. Um, and I'm just going to say that I I agree, um, but uh, I think that. Uh, I'm going to be fading Cooper cup. I think he's getting spit out in, in optimals probably uh, at the moment. And I think I'm going to make my, you know, I think he's on along with Henderson too, at this point. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go Henderson this week. This is, this is, I love these running backs against the, against the Texans. I jammed Jonathan Taylor everywhere. Um, I'm going to jam Henderson and hope that uh, he gets the game this week. Um, and just be happy that I didn't didn't play him last week, although because I wanted to play him last week, and I just lucked out um, the way that all that worked out. Um, yeah, uh, digging deeper. I'm not sure what where how much deeper I'm even going to dig, but I did mention that I do like Keenan Allen um, in in this matchup. Uh, the Pats secondary is just not the same anymore. They don't have the capability of fully taking out somebody anymore, and Mike Williams is probably going to be the focus. To be honest with you, so. Uh, Keenan Allen's price when anytime he gets under 25 bucks, you know, for the kind of targets that he can get, you know, he's struggled three, three weeks in a row um, has been disappointing, though, in one of those disappointing games, he did have 11 targets uh, against the, the Raiders. So, you know, we haven't seen a touchdown since week three out of him. And uh, I think uh, you're going to see a touchdown this week. So, you know, any anytime I can get any of these stud guys in like the twenty to twenty three dollar range, I just fill my lineups with them. 
not to mention he he's going against their backup slot cornerback, right? With Jonathan Jones yeah. out, he's that that's 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 exactly what you want to target. You get the price decrease, a guy who gets targets against a backup cornerback. I, I like that call a lot. Yep. Um, hmm. Michael Pittman, interesting at all or anything? Nah. Yeah, I think. I mean, he. <laughs> I think he'll be relative. I don't know if he'll go popular this week on Yahoo. I think on other sites people will like him. But yeah, twenty-one bucks. He's he's dominating targets and air yards for this offense in a high total game. So yeah, I, I can see it as well. But he, I mean, he's right there with a lot of good guys too, right? Like Emmanuel Sanders in in a pass-heavy game. Uh, I guess Robert Woods, if if people like him, Julio Jones, all, all these pass-heavy games here. But I, yeah, I don't see Pittman being that popular. And then uh, DK Metcalf, I know Gino is just not the quarterback you want. He did hit that one massive touchdown uh, where he just broke off, got loose uh, last week. But uh, he, any, you know, like I said, like all the, like there's just so many playable guys here in this range of like 20 to 25. You got, you got Mike Evans and uh, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. You've got DK Metcalf. You've got, AJ Brown, you got scary Terry McLaurin, you got DJ Moore, which we love for the main guys. So there's a lot of ways, like not every one of these guys can get a ton of ownership. So just find the ones you like the best and play them. And for that week, for this week, my, my guys are the two that like stand out to me the most are AJ Brown and Keenan Allen. That's fair. Totally fair. I'm on board. All right, let's uh, head over to running back position. All right. Top values. I mean, so let's big picture overview first. So there's a lot of ways to go here. And that's why like Sal, like if Derrick Henry is hot, really high I and mean, he's 39 bucks, he was in the forties. I think he was 41 last week, if I remember correctly, but, or the week before, but um, this is a tougher matchup, but he is in the dome. Um, could certainly go, go off like all like he always can. So he's got to be mentioned, got to be in play. Jonathan Taylor's 35 bucks. Like a good matchup against the Titans in a game we want to target, but there's also like they keep playing Mar- Marlon Mack, um, he's, you know, because they're they're trying to shop him. So um, and there's also uh, Hines and, and game script worries, you know, right? Like Tennessee could certainly take the lead in this game, and it, you know, maybe Jonathan Taylor gets phased out a little bit. I don't think they should, but maybe it happens. Um, and then there's like Kamara, Eckler, the top range. So, like those guys are like all kind of like two priced too high price for me, at least for like my main lineup. Um, a guy, like I told you that I I'm really considering is Joe Mixon um, at 29 bucks, just because it's against the jets. This is, this is, this could be a game where they just decide to feed him like crazy and, you know, massive touchdown equity. He has scored in all of his last four games. Um, one, one of them through the, the past, the rest were just rushing touchdowns. Um, I think this could be a really big week for him. Um all right, the two top values I wrote down. We got to talk about Cordero Patterson. He's only seventeen bucks. It looks like he's become the the running back one. He's outtouched Mike Davis sixteen to four. He got seventy three percent of the snaps. Mike Davis did, however, get sixty percent of the snaps. So they are playing these guys together, um, which is something key. But he's getting all the usage, at least from last week. Five targets last week. It is a tough matchup, um, but uh, I want to hear your thoughts with him. Yeah, so what's interesting is we kind of get this cheat code guy who's not only getting goal line looks and red zone looks and backfield carries and looks out of the backfield, but also traditional wide receiver snaps. And he's the fact that he's doing all this makes him not necessarily matchup proof, but it gives him a lot more ways to hit value or exceed value. 
uh, when he's being used in so many different ways. And I agree that there was a massive bump in usage coming out of the bye week. And the fact that we get him now at just $17 in a game that we want to target. Uh, I know Carolina is uh, perceived as a tough defense, but again, this is, he's too cheap for his usage and whether he's playing receiver or out or in the backfield, like he's going to get his. And the fact that they're designing so many plays for him in and around the, the red zone just makes it, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was laughing about Cordell Patterson's production, but now I think the the usage is actually catching up to his production and his production is falling back a little bit. So I think we're at, we've actually swung the pendulum the other way. And at 17 bucks, I love him. Nice. Um, I wrote down a vomit play. Um, Derek, well. David Johnson. Yep, ten bucks. <laughs> you have right. to. I mean, they traded Ingram, and uh, uh, I guess reports are now saying that they want to feature DJ. So, can you do it? Ten bucks. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and then and then there's also been reports that uh, you know Philip Lindsay is going to be um, the guy too. So it's kind of conflicting reports. But they did. There was that one report where that he's going to. They're going to feature David Johnson. Um, the good thing is is that he can catch passes, and that they're going to be down and in most games, right? Um, Swift uh, had eight catches for 96 yards and a touchdown versus the Rams. They're probably going to be trailing a lot. Um, So for 10 bucks, he's worth it. I mean, you can pair him, you can, you can then pair him with like a Derrick Henry with a Jonathan Taylor, if that's what you want to do and just hope he goes off. But uh, let's get to the main preferred plays because I can't stomach anymore. David, David Johnson. Um, Daryl Henderson to me is a lock this week. Um, yeah. Last week I was torn just because of the the way it worked out because uh, I, I figured you had to play Stafford and I just didn't want to play Stafford and Henderson this week. I'm totally comfortable just playing hat. He's going to probably be my highest owned running back. Um, it's, it's easy, right? It's just a game against Houston where he gets all, you know, he's, he gets all the snaps, 88% of the snaps in week seven, um, so it's, you don't really have to worry about Sony Michelle. If the game gets out of hand, we probably will see some Sony Michelle garbage time, but, um, I'm certainly not worried about Sony Michelle, uh, Houston 30th and DVOA versus the run. Um, just giving up massive games to tons of backs, uh, giving up a league high 1,020 rushing yards and 12 rushing TDs, uh, also a league high. So Daryl Henderson, sign him up for me. The second uh, guy that stands out. And then uh, you can tell me some of yours is I'm sure you have him as well, though. DeAndre Swift, 22 bucks, just looks too cheap. Um, Detroit, uh, this is a they're giving him the targets, right? And that's he leads the NFL in running back targets like this game. Want to want to play it from like many angles I can. Swift is certainly going to be a, the piece that I look to. Um, Phillies allowed the seven month red, red zone touches per game to running backs. Um, so I'm not, and I'm not really worried because there's been a lot of coach speak um, from Dan Campbell. He's been saying that they, uh, they can't get the ball into his hands enough. Right. So I'm bleeding. I'm buying it. The coach speak because it's all, it, it's true. He's getting the, the increase in, in usage each week and he just looks so damn good. And Philly, this defense is just not very good. So this is another game I want to target. So those are my two play easy plays. I'm sure you have them written down. Yep. Give me yours. Yeah. So yeah, Daryl Henderson, obviously the number, the number one main preferred play. Uh, I have Najee Harris as well. If he's going to continue to get this use, it's 25 bucks, not too expensive. Uh, I think he's a, he's a great play at his price. 
Um, we talked about Cordero Patterson. We talked about David Johnson. I like Miles Gaskin too. Malcolm Brown is on injured reserve, and that was the guy that was kind of holding him back as they kept feeding him the ball and, and splitting work with him. But Malcolm Brown's out, and in in a game where they're expected to trail, and Miles Gaskin's a, a good pass catcher and targeted a ton of just fourteen dollars. I think he makes a ton of sense as a play as well, with a clear path to to a ton of playing time. Um, and then if I mean, because I think it's very clear to what we want to do with our main lineups is that mid range of guys that we normally like to target, which means those guys you mentioned at the top of the at the at the running back salary range in Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, they're going to go lower owned than they should. And for tournaments, it makes a ton of sense to get exposure to those guys when everyone else is building in those mid range of running backs for some of those cheaper guys. So it's you know, it's very rare that we see those types of plays less than 15 percent, less than 20 percent. But all of three if not all four should should be pretty unpopular relatively speaking so i think those guys are just amazing amazing tournament plays yep um i mean you can add james robinson joe mixon who I, yep. so I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna really try to play joe ton of joe mixon this week like i said but uh nick chubb is might be uh might be back right this week yeah he's i think he's expected to be back without hunt like i don't think anyone's gonna play him at 29 bucks, right? No one's really going to play him. So he's, he, you can add him to that tournament mix as well. If guys who we know get increased usage, especially with cream hunt out, I like it. And then I, I like Damian Harris again. Um, it's man, it's tilting. If they keep using bowl, uh, Brandon Bolin and uh, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre is out of the doghouse now. And um, I don't know, but Harris is their best back. It's so obvious. This yes. is a game where the Chargers do nothing, but they just allow teams to run and run and run. And this is the, some of the most pathetic run defense that I've ever watched. It, <laughs> Bel- Belichick should just pound Damian Harris for a bunch of uh, rushes this week. Did get two targets last week. I wouldn't put much stock into that because they usually don't you know, give many targets to him. But this is a game where he could have a, a bunch of rushing yards and you know could theoretically get in the end zone a couple of times again. Um I just think there's more upside for him. You know, like he 24 points, it was like below based on what could have happened last week. Like he, they could have just run him all they wanted, but they kept doing like those, the trick passes and, yeah. and letting every running back in on the, on the juicy touchdowns. But um, I, I like him again. So I wrote him down, but those are, those are my guys. I have one final question for net at 23 bucks. What do we do with him? Yeah, I thought about it. Um, the matchups kind of scares me. I just, yeah, I'll, maybe a little, but I just like too many other, like, it makes sense, right? Like you want to fade Henderson and some tournament lineups. And so it's the same price. It's an obvious pivot. I would rather go Damian Harris, I think, but okay. maybe that's a mistake because, you know, this is still, this is the clear, the clear back on a, such a potent offense. And this game could break out. The saints have notorious, always been notoriously pretty good against the run. But um, certainly some targets in the passing game is, is there, too. So, yeah, I, I should play him, but I, I, I didn't really want to play much of him. Eli I, Mitchell. I felt, too, yeah. And Eli Mitchell, too. He's kind of in the same vein, but no passing game work is what scares me there. And he's elevated at 20 bucks, right? So um, I, like, I like the early down roll. I like the, the goal line work. I, I don't know. It, something's keeping me off. My guess is the, the lack of a passing game usage. Yeah, and I think um, so. Khalil Mack is out again, so that certainly helps. Um, and uh, this is a this is I mean, 
the Bears are just pathetic. <laughs> right? It's a great way to describe it. Yes. I mean, they are, right? Like, I could see them just, like, feeding Mitchell all game and just racking up, like, and he could have a couple of touchdowns in this one. So, he's 20 bucks. I don't think he's going to get played enough. Like, I could I could see myself get talking myself to play this guy for my main lineup. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. I, it's it's – this he's like one of the he's like he fits the mold is like one of the plays that I end up taking a stand on. That's like I, I will be the only one in any like all the contests. With got him. you, got you. I'll be looking yeah. forward to that on Sunday then. I, I I'm not saying I have the balls to do it yet, but he may be. <laughs> like he's someone I'm 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 eyeing at this point. Fair all enough. right, let's take it on. Let's take it over to tight ends. Um, tight end. I, who? I'll just say the tight end plays I like. Period. Um, I wrote down four. They're probably going to be the same four as you, and maybe you have a couple extra. But um, Ricky Seals-Jones on the cheapest end, right? Like uh, average seven targets over the last three, 100% of the snaps. Um, has the the Logan Thomas role. Um, tough matchup with Broncos, but again, 100% of the snaps, a guy who's been utilized for targets, um, dirt cheap, um, can certainly pop off. Uh, Dallas Goddard is probably the, the chalk, the main, the main one, uh, cause he's 17 bucks. Um, didn't have the greatest game, had a decent enough game just because nobody else really did anything from the tight end perspective last week. Um, you know, Kelsey let us all down. He's been hobbled. And, um, so Goddard was fine if you played him last week, but the thing that stood out to me is he went up to 93% of the snaps, which is what we expected with, with Zach Ertz out. Um, Probably going to be my main play, but the other guys that I'm looking at are Kyle Pitts for 21. The game environment we like, um, nine targets over the last three, back-to-back 100-yard games. Um, He is going to get more touchdowns. I wrote down touchdown regression is definitely coming um, as he only has one, but he's uh, number four amongst tight ends and red zone targets, number three inside the 10, so – look for some touchdowns and then he's just a smash play. And then maybe TJ Hawkinson, if I can get comfortable with his knee and ankle issues. I think that's fair. Yeah. And it's weird this week because we don't have Kelsey. We don't have Waller. We don't have Andrews. So yeah, the the most expensive tight end is literally $21. So uh, I agree with you. I wrote down Pitts. I wrote down Goddard. Uh, If you want to go down to Ricky Seals Jones, I like that too. It's pretty gross at the bottom there. I think you have to pay up a little bit at tight end. Um, and the other guys I wrote down were Mike Isicki, who's continuing to be used like a wide receiver in a game where they should be trailing a ton. And then I like Hunter Henry, too, in a game that should be a pace-up spot. And the Chargers do a good a good job of defending wide receivers, uh, not so much tight ends. So Hunter Henry could benefit from that matchup. Um, but, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that there aren't a ton of tight ends that you just, you're eager to play this week. Um, it's interesting. Um, the guy that's going to be low-owned, at least at this point, that stands out to me like that – I mean, you got to have a leap of faith here with him, but Gronk, Gronk is back. Mm, yep. 21 bucks with Brady. Brady's not going to, like, no one, people aren't going to play this game enough this week. And, you know, it's going to be Monday morning. Everyone's going to say, why didn't I play Brady to Gronk again? Right. Every, like every week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you. 21 bucks. Again, people see Gronk as the most expensive tight end on the slate, and they're going to pass on that. But it wouldn't surprise anyone if he catches two touchdowns and leads the slate in scoring. So it's just, there's massive. So Antonio Brown's out. And there's just massive touchdown equity. If he's if he's healthy and back, you know, and, and looks as good as he did in those those first couple of weeks, there's just 
massive touchdown equity. And that's all we really want out of these tight ends. Besides maybe Kyle Pitts is scary, right? What he can do from a yardage standpoint, Goddard certainly could, could do a bunch too, but really we're just looking for touchdowns and we're going to, you're going to be happy if any of your guys score at least one most mainly. So uh, Gronk has that touchdown equity. So it feels gross, feels overpriced, but uh, certainly could be kicking yourself if you don't play him on uh, Monday morning like usual. Totally. All right. All right. Uh, almost time to bust out of here, but let's uh, – what's your favorite overall stack this week? Favorite overall stack is probably Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. And if we're going for gross stack, it's the opposite side of that game. Again, it's you're going to have to – to just hold your breath the entire game, but playing Sam Darnold with one or both of those cheaper Carolina receivers, especially DJ Moore, and running them back with one of those uh, Atlanta guys that we like, you know, that saves a ton of salary, right? That allows you to get whatever running back or receivers you want. So that's that again. That we talked about the Atlanta game last week. We like it again this week. It's just a little tougher to get behind the other side. Yep. All right. Uh... My main favorite is going to be just because it's it's going to be chalk for sure. But Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, yep. can be done um, pretty easily. You can still make a hell of a lineup with it. Um, and from like getting a little bit different, it's really not that different. But I think I think I gotta I just gotta play more Brady. So Brady to Godwin, Brady to Gronk, Brady to Godwin and Gronk maybe. Um, and running it back with somebody. Uh, I mean, that's, I don't really want to play Camara, but um, it's mean, funny because your, your, uh, your desire to play Brady, like increased heavily with each segment of this show, right? It started out like, yeah, yeah, I like Brady a little bit. And then by the time we got to the end, I'm totally sold on Brady now, <laughs> but I'm also a new England fanboy That's like used to him for years and years. So, right. Uh, I'm all, I'm always team Brady, but I don't play him enough in DFS. So that changes this week. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, there was somebody else who I liked. Um, shit. Gino, you already mentioned him. No, not Gino. <laughs> who the hell? I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I can't remember now. But uh, anyway, that's it. I think we we hit all the plays. We've given a bunch of options for the main lineups and for the baller. Um, let's crush this week. Any final words for you? No, let's go get it. Big week's coming for listeners and us, so I'm excited for it. I want to just have a sweat in the baller. I haven't made good good max entry lineups for the baller yet. I haven't had like where I'm just peppering like up there with a, with a sweat. So just give us a sweat this week. That's all I'm asking for. That's just a sweat. That's, and then I want to. And then uh, and then I'll ask for the win. But yeah, yeah, let's get the sweat first, one, and then we can ask for the win. Yes, <laughs> one step at a time. All right, uh, this has been the RGDFS Tournament Takes Podcast Week Eight, and we will catch you again next week for Week Nine. Thanks.